when you say it's the greatest championship ever and people want to be like, but it's like, well, I'm waiting on your response to one that is better. Right. And so that, that's the, I think you that's the thing like that another one, but there is factually and statistically not a greater, greater championship. Welcome into this edition of Road Trippin' with RJ and Channing, uh, presented by Blue Wire. I'm your host, Allie Clifton, alongside Richard Jefferson, Channing Fry. Um, let's start there. How are we feeling, guys? On a scale of one to ten. Richard, why are your How eyes are so you wet? My, what? Why are your eyes look so His wet? His eyes are wet? Yeah, you look very uh, sweaty. Did you get done working out? No. Oh. Okay, so one, one to ten. How are we feeling? I'm about a two. Are you? Why? I'll, I'll be honest. I'll yeah, there. Why are you? A I'm two? about a two. You're about a lot two going like, on today. Like, like Channing's internet. My internet? You're the foggy one. Mm-mm, no, you're the foggy one. I'm about one. a two. I was on my way into the studio to get ready for this. We also have a game tonight. Um, in case Ooh, you didn't know, I cover the Lakers. Two, two. Um, <laughs> and so I was on my way in here and a motorcycle decided to pass me on my right. And I don't think you're allowed to do that. I don't think that's legal. Um, but then I got in trouble for it. He proceeded to stop right in front of me, ream me for not seeing him as I was turning into the studios and then proceeded to follow me into the studios and ream me again at my car. Here we are. Kicked him in his dick. So how are you guys feeling? Fuck that dude. Look, no. Yeah. Yeah, It's got me a bit rattled. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. First of all, I a hundred percent, everyone like pedestrians, motorcyclists, bicyclists, everyone has their right to the road. I get it. But Let's talk about who are the biggest assholes on the road. And we're going to talk about motorcyclists. Like they, they just want to rev their engine to the highest fucking decibel and have car alarms go off. They want to ride through the middle of traffic. They want to cut and do all this stuff. off, And then they act crazy. Like I can't believe people hit me or I can't believe this now. That's not everyone, but there are some real assholes riding these things. I just, I didn't mean to do it, sir. I'm sorry. It's okay. Did you die? Did you die? That's what I would have said. Did you die? Well, that was his thing that he almost did twice already this morning because of people not paying attention. Get off the damn motorcycle, stupid. Yeah, exactly. I know. I digress. (laughs) I just had a moment. Okay. Uh, We have a full, full, full slew of topics today. Let's go. Okay. Some NBA, some not. Um, we obviously are going to, um, try to hit them as quickly as possible. So we're also going to incorporate a shot clock on some of them to see how good you guys are with your, uh, knowledge Mm, on different topics. Um, it'll be just like the NBA. If you guys don't watch the NBA, it's 24 seconds. And, uh, then we also are going to take some mailbag because we're opening up our road trip in line again to our fans to send us questions, comments, concerns, all the things. Six, five, seven, five, call RT. We'll hit that later. Um, but we're going to begin on a shot clock question um because today is <laughs> three, one. <laughs> three, one. three one and i feel like it's only applicable to this podcast mm-hmm. it okay is. for those of you who may not know the Cavs in 2016 were the only team as of now to come back from being down three one in the history of the nba finals so channing you have 24 seconds when three one day comes around the first thing that comes to your mind is Go. uh Shump's outfit because it was Father's Day <laughs> and uh, his wife gave him a full on dad outfit because he just uh, was going to have his first kid. And so he was wearing like socks with some crusty sandals with like a fanny pack. He had a flip some phone. Tevas. Yeah, Tevas, definitely. And then just a whole outfit. I forgot where that video is, but it was just like 
it's game seven and he's wearing this seconds. and you're just laughing your ass off. It like helped the the nervousness. So big, that's big actually shit really dummy. good because I don't think, I don't think we've ever talked about that. I don't think that's ever come out. No, and the was, fact that that's where your mind goes. Well, I mean, I, I didn't play it. in the yes. games. I was like, whatever. <laughs> that looks like Shump's hair during game seven. That's my guy, Topher. Please, oh, Jeremiah, keep like all of mama. this in. All right, let's Keep go. All of this in. All let's, right, let's, you're on the clock okay, now, yeah, Richard. Yeah. Let's, let's. With 24 seconds, first thing that comes to your mind when you think of 3 1. Uh, first thing that comes to my mind when I think of 3 1. One, that the Warriors have three championships to one. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, no, okay. <laughs> I'm never kidding. The, the, yeah, yeah. Well, I, like Channing, we're one and one versus them. So we got a 50% success rate versus the Warriors. <laughs> we can't that. help that. Yeah, they could have, they, you should, they should have kept us around for, for that, that, that There's final year. There's 24 seconds. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. That's what I think about. That's what you think of? Right? No, I, I still think that like it's, when you say it's the greatest championship ever and people want to be like, uh, but it's like, well, I'm waiting on your response to one that is better. Right. And so that, that's the, I think you that's may the thing like that another one, but there is factually and statistically not a greater, greater championship. Yeah. I, you know what I will say? The only one like that I can think of off the top of my head that it reminds me similarly of is the Super Bowl where the Giants came back and they beat the Patriots in that undefeated season. Like because it was like you were going oh, for yeah. a, like a historic thing. Tom Brady, you know, the you know, just the whole thing that I, I think that Super Bowl was was pretty crazy. Uh, but again, that's a one game situation. So it's like that happens for us. It was we had to live in hell for like 10 days. Oh, I mean, at the end of the day, in the grand scheme of the world, there's only a small group of people that appreciate three one. Yeah. And it, we we're, are where we are. Yeah. All yeah. In, all, well, everyone in Ohio. <laughs> Very true. And around the world. There's a lot of people. God, Ohio people are everywhere. Yeah. Stand up. Uh, oh, okay. God. You're from Let's Indiana. To, I'm not. I'm 20 minutes from there. However, <laughs> let's dive into the NBA. Is there a new, this is my question, new beast in the East? Like where I went with that? Do we know where I'm going with that? Are you going to talk about Philly? No, you're talking about Boston. Oh, Boston's the best team in the East right now. Is it though? Are they though? Boston has been good not just one month, not two months. Well, actually it's March 1st. So yes, two two straight (laughs) months. I was doing my, you know, I got math. Don't make fun of my math skills. Again, it's an epidemic in America. Math disability. Uh, dude, the Boston Celtics are, are the hottest team in the NBA right now. See, there's a difference the between the Philly. best team and the hottest team. They're like right now, they are the hottest team. They are the hottest team without a yeah. doubt. But are they the best team? Because they're still are to they me showing ranked like... You- no, the best team is Milwaukee by far. The best team in the NBA is Milwaukee. And I think somebody goes, I was like, you know, reading and I'm getting old. I listen to talk radio and they started the name there. I know, I'm, I know. Just you've been spending too much time in fucking Portland, bro. Like, Dog, I don't. I only listen to a certain amount of music. I want to see what the world is talking about. Don't try to stay up on game. But uh, yeah, they ran off Philly's bench, and I'm like, you asking a lot out of that bench. Them starters gonna be gassed, right? It's like yeah. you have Georgie Niang, like taking Maxi out the second unit. Like, there's no real length in the second unit. Drum, Drummond, no Seth Curry, no nothing. It's like, I, I don't, you have Korkmaz, Nyang, 
Paul Millsap and maybe one other person. It's like, yeah. Well, well, yes. Uh, Agreed. And the one thing that I'll add to to Philly is that um, right now, without the depth, I don't, you know, I don't know how Tobias Harris. Yeah. Um, Joel Embiid and James Harden, all of these guys, as great as they are, they still have playoff stuff to prove. Yeah, oh, in my yeah. opinion, they still got playoff stuff to prove. So that just to me means that it's in. It, you know, I'm still rolling with Milwaukee. Also, Milwaukee also. Yeah. Oh, it's still Milwaukee for you. Yeah, I mean, the thing. What about is, Miami? Oof, they're just not tall. They don't, don't have a lot of length. The defending right? champions do not disrespect the defending. And I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying people. They are the champions until someone beat them. And this is the other thing about Milwaukee. They had they've had the they had the best record two out of three years. They had the MVP, and then in the following year they were the they were the three seed or the two seed. Were they the two seed? And Brooklyn was the three. No, no, no. They were the three because Brooklyn had game seven at home. So they were the three seed. So they've been one seed, one seed, three seed. This year, they're about to be three seed. They have been the most consistent team in basketball for the last four years, and they're the defending champion. So I'm not going to be like, oh, well, Philly's playing well or this. I'm like, these dudes have been monsters for four years. Okay, just to kind of like follow up. So I understand your take, Richard, on Milwaukee. Obviously, you have the the thought that you just said about Miami, Channing, but I think there's a twofold here, and I apologize for interrupting you, Richard, because I was just trying to like better understand what you were about to say about Boston, and I'm still kicking myself that we didn't ask Perk about Boston. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's kind of a question that goes with both Philly and Boston in their own regard. Can Boston sustain what they're doing. Are they showing you, what are they showing you different that has allowed them to win games, right? As opposed to what it looked like earlier in the season for them. Let's start there. Well, I just defensively, defensively. And look, Jalen Brown missed a ton of time. They were trying to figure it out. And, you know, this was a team, and this is the thing, Now, I think before they were kind of underachieving and they had some hiccups. And now I think they're playing, you know, above what their capability is because let's break who Boston is, right? Where would you rank Boston talent-wise in the Eastern Conference? Milwaukee has more talent. Philly has more talent. Brooklyn, if they're ever on there, has more talent. I believe that uh, Chicago and Miami have more talent. So that puts them at the 5-6 seed, right? Like, to me, that puts them at the 5-6. Now they've won 8-9 in a row, you know, all these things that, that are positive, but... If you look at their team, like they would probably rank five or six. So now that they're playing to that capability, we can't say that they're the best team in basketball. It's like, no, they're just playing up to where their I think their talent level, you know, allows them to. Yeah, I I completely agree. I think at the beginning of the year, they and I don't know what the deal was. Maybe it wasn't a fit with Schroeder or whatever it was. And I'm not calling him out or I'm not saying anything like that. Obviously, I think he's a great player. But like, as soon as he leaves this team, as soon as they stop playing him, this team starts going on a run, right? I think sometimes less is more on certain teams. And when you need, when you have a certain rhythm to the game, you can only have so many guys eat at the table, right? And Jason Tatum's going to get, he's going to get 25 shots a game. He shoots the most in the NBA. And then Jalen Brown needs touches, right? And then Marcus Smart and the rest of those guys, you know, Grant Williams uh, need William, need, need shots. So, like, you can't have three or four guys that need 15 to 25 shots to be effective. So now, defensively, they're on a string. I like Ime's, you know, his defensive versatility with that team is pretty good. I thought the big fella, God, I hate that I forgot his name for a second. 
Time Lord is Daniel what they Frank. call him. Oh, Time Lord. Yeah. Yeah, Robert Time Williams. Lord. He's been playing great. Al Horford's, you know, been going back and forth, you know, but he's just solid. So I just think like they have a nice little rhythm of their team and like what's expected on a defensive end. And then Jalen Brown and Jason Tam say, well, hey, we got to make this work if we both want to be here. So Jason goes, I'll shoot it every time and you do a lot of everything. So, but right now you think hovering around the five, six spot is where they ultimately they should be. be. Yeah, and could, should be. And yeah. should be. Now, if they if they get up to three because Brooklyn, and obviously Brooklyn has gone through a ton of turmoil, but like we can't say that healthy whenever that possibly is or fully loaded that like Brooklyn was the favorite up until like a month and a half ago, right? Up until they were, you know, the favorite team in the league. So like, I don't know. I think it's great that Boston's playing well. We know that that's great for the NBA. We understand that they have a huge fan base. And honestly, for Ime and that organization, I'm glad that they've kind of like gotten that rhythm. I was okay, one so to say, get- break it up. But they said, yeah, no, we're going to keep it. And then they and I loved when, out. was it Jalen or was it, was it Jalen or was it Jason that came out and said that he believes the two of them are pretty damn good when they're together. So I, if you don't have that from the two of them at your core, what are you doing? With that said, before we get out of the East, we will talk about um, Brooklyn, Richard. But my question again was new beast, not best team per se in the Eastern Conference. So when you've seen what you've seen, though, a very small sample size from Philadelphia, when you're getting numbers like 66 and 61 back-to-back combined between your two leaders now and Joel and James Harden, you've got Maxi putting up 21 and 28 you're not sure what that's going to look like. How real are they? Are they real in your mind? Oh, 100%. They are as real as real can be. I can't find right now currently, you know, is there a better one-two punch in the league, right? There isn't. There isn't. At one point in time, Brooklyn might have had a one-two and a one-three, but we don't know enough about Brooklyn. And then you just go down the line. I, I love Giannis and Giannis and Chris Middleton, Like I, I, but I still don't feel like that's – that's nearly as good. But you go through and look at the rest of the league. I know we're talking about the East. East, West, it doesn't matter. Is there a better one-two tandem than those two? There's not. They're they're both probably, you know, Embiid even as an MVP, you know, that that a lot of people are trying to put him in that spot right now. They're both top seven players, right? They're both top seven players right now. When they're playing their best best basketball, they're both top 10 players. There's no other lead, there's no other tandem. I wouldn't put AD and, and, and Braun as both top 10 players. I think Braun is not AD. So um, yeah, that they're the best tandem and they're healthy and playing. But nothing they're doing is overstepping Milwaukee in your mind. No, look, they they, they, they beat, they beat the, the Knicks with all due respect. Like they put up huge numbers against the Knicks. Now the Knicks are a good defensive team and, no, this and that and all that stuff. No, no I'm just saying they like stink. they like play hard and all, what? you know, you try to hate that excuse, dis- Richard. Let's talk about I, that. But I, I, oh, I hate that. They play hard. I'm saying that I was just saying that they weren't good, bro. I was just saying that we can't put enough stock into beating the Knicks. That's really <laughs> no, what no, my statement we're, is. So we're, we're agreeing. Green. But what I'm saying is like, I hate when a team is just garbage juice and teams go, well, they play hard. It's like, what, what? does nobody else? The other teams not play as hard. Well, obviously other teams must play harder because they're beating the shit out of the Knicks every night. Like what I hate, not you, but in general, media people go, oh, I like that guy. He plays hard. But you're like, but he's losing. So maybe he needs to play less hard. 
Like what? Do something, do something different. But Richard just said that. So you are talking to Richard. <laughs> no, I know, but he's not the only I one. Try, he's not I was, the only I was one. Trying to, I was trying to say that those numbers are great. Oh yeah. I, I'd like, and they can put those up against Milwaukee, but I'm not going to sit here and crown them the future champions because they whooped the Knicks ass. And who was game? Who was the other game they just played? Minnesota. Minnesota's good. Minnesota's good. Actually, defensively, they're pretty solid. But again, you don't judge those teams until they start beating the Chicago's, the Miami's, the the um, you know the Phoenix, the Utah's. Like those are the ones. Now it's late in the season, so you don't have any of those opportunities they're going to get, which is bad for them. That's bad for them uh, because they can't test themselves. But it's also a little scary because other teams can't be like, okay, this is we did this against James and Joel last time. We're going to try it this way. So we'll see. I think the only thing I get worried about is their reliance on the free throw line, right? Like we've seen this happen before with James Harden and obviously James Harden's special, but you're not getting 29 free throws in the playoffs, right? You, you may get to a line 12 times, but you know, imagine like, think about it. I think he shot 29 free throws. I think James Harden and him are fifth in the NBA for free throws taken, <laughs> like more, above more than some teams. So I, I worry about the Wait, reliance. Even this year? Of that. No, even I mean, since they've been on team. Like, oh, oh, oh. Oh, in these last two games? Dude, well, yeah, they've shot 25 60... free throws. Combined. Yeah, combined. Combined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, right. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, I think for me. that rule changed so that's not happening. Joel, when things break down, I think they're going to be okay. But again, that scoring, the numbers that they're getting, I think are a bit inflated. But when it kind of settles down, they're still going to be dominant. But I just don't know if those two dominating, like what does Tobias do? Tobias turns into Thibel. You need to figure it out. You need to figure it Matisse Thibel, that's my favorite. Here's, a, pro- favorite here's a wild thing, and I hate saying this because my cousin, but I'm saying it from a basketball point of view. For him and them to be successful, he has to come off the bench now. Because then they can run the offense through him. He's going to get looks. And end up that you know those the, you know those first six minutes of the game where that guy starts, but he really doesn't start, right? You know those players who just start the first six minutes of the quarter. You could put somebody, you could put Georgie Niang there just to stand in the corner and shoot threes, like. But you're not getting the best at him at a Tobias right now, and I know he's yeah, making it's just hard. a it's, lot of it's money. Hard, but. Yeah, it, yeah, it's hard to put 180 million on the uh, on the bench. Just ask the Lakers. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it'll make sense if like What's up, they Alan? want to chip What's up, Back to when it comes to um, the two of you and obviously just the relationship that you guys have with Kyrie. Um, obviously, the latest came down in New York with uh, the mayor and the statement that Eric Adams made. They could lift the mandate, the indoor mask mandate, March 7th. But in terms of unvaxxed, um, I particularly loved his stance, though I know it's not easy. Um, I think for him as a mayor, obviously in the position that he is in, it's more than just athletes per se, though he, he gets it right. Um, Kyrie mentioned though, recently that he sees the light at the end of the tunnel for being available more so than just on the road. Do you guys see this Richard? Maybe you have a a different kind of angle given your, um, connection to the organization and et cetera. No, I I think the mayor, you know, there's a lot of different things. Obviously this is less, I, I think, 
it's always going to be about health concerns, but I think it's becoming more and more political, which isn't a, a surprise to anyone because they just laid off like 1,200 workers that weren't going to get the vaccine. So that's all that, that you know, like every mayor or, or politician, the day they take office, they're fighting for reelection, right? So it's like you're fighting against, you know, the teachers union and the police union and the construction union. Like, you like so, you know, if you're going to stand your ground and say that this is about health, trying to make an exception for, a guy that dribbles a basketball, that's not the best idea. But where it gets really weird and dicey is that like the privatized business, you're allowed to, you can't do it or something. And don't quote me on this, but I think if they lift it, Kyrie would be allowed to play in Madison Square Garden, but he wouldn't be allowed to play in Barclays. That's when it gets fucking stupid because he is a visiting player at that point in time. He is a visiting player. Right. So he would be allowed to play in Barclays, just like all of the other people that come into the city that are unvaccinated from, let's say, the Raptors are from um, or from, you know, OKC, you know, so they're allowed to play in Brooklyn, even though they're un- unvaccinated. They're allowed to play in the garden and they're not unvaccinated. They're even saying that Kyrie will be able to come into Barclays Center as an unvaccinated person, but won't be able to play. So that's when you start to get into this dicey, like, guys, what the actual fuck? So let me ask you, because you both are intelligent human beings as well. You don't just dribble a basketball. Is there a solution? The, the, there isn't. The, the Kyrie is actually the biggest, like, mis- like, okay, what's the best way to say it? Kyrie is the thing that gives the hypocrisy a face, right? That's good it's like, sentence, you don't, Richard. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. He is the thing that gives the hip hop. Like when you're saying they had to fire 1,200 workers, well, the world doesn't know about Lisa or Michael or Kareem. They don't know about these workers. Like they know, like obviously these people are impacted, but Kyrie is the person that's like, okay, that's a rule. What about Kyrie? Nobody else's name is getting brought up. And so that's why the hypocrisy of like, wait, so you're saying that Kyrie can go play in Madison Square Garden under the new guidelines, but can't be in Brooklyn. Well, that doesn't make sense. And they're like, well, we're trying and it's not about one person. I'm like, but it doesn't change the fact that it doesn't make sense. And it's like, wait, can he be in the arena? Yes, he's allowed to go and be in the arena, but he can't play. But other unvaccinated players that are coming out that are coming from other teams can play. Does that make sense? Well, you, you know, and then that's when you start getting into the politics and the, well, you know, it's our job is to make sure and we're not going to make any exceptions. Like I'm hearing you, but like make it make sense. And the math is just not mathing. Yeah. The, the Richard hit all the, the, the points. So I don't really have too much to say about it, but like, then shut the fuck just, up, bro. Just make it make sense. <laughs> help me help you. Help me. Help. I feel like you. we've heard that a couple of times. All right, yeah. we're going to go uh, to the West and we're going to start wait, with wait, shot clock. Wait, wait, yeah. Allie, really quickly. What's up? I just, because I'm I'm semi-passionate about this because we're going to stay in the same building in New York. Can we talk about- Oh, the you want to just- I want to yeah, talk Yeah, you want to do that? W. I was going to save the best for last on the t- start of Women's History Month. Oh, please. However, oh, we can go fucking, there now. Please go there now. We can go there now. Give, um, give everybody right. this story. So- the New York Liberty, I'm actually going to read a direct line. Please. The New York Liberty fined record $500,000 for chartering flights during 2021 WNBA season. League told team violations were grounds for termination of franchise. Sabrina Inescu had the line of it all, I think. What, what a joke. What a fucking joke. With that said, she's not the only 
um, just about every woman in the league um, have voiced their similar sentiments. It's disgusting. Um, it is disgusting. It's disgusting. It is embarrassing. Um, and quite honestly, it's sad. It's even more disgusting because the other owners like were like, this is a competitive advantage. It should be a fucking competitive advantage taking care of your players. It should be, especially in the middle of a pandemic fucking situation where like, we don't want our players walking through airports. We don't want our players doing this. We want to take care of the individuals that we're investing hundreds and millions of dollars in. And so we want to put them on private planes so that they have a more comfortable life. And we can be real. The, there's women that are bigger than me, taller than me. Like, you know, like they are, they are, you know, professional they're athletes. All large, they're professional athletes. And, and it's not about size. It's more about like, you're trying to make them comfortable as possible. And for an owner, that's like, I want to take care of my players. And there's considering a competitive advantage. It is a fucking competitive advantage. It is. So like get on board or sell the team to somebody that will put in that type of investment. And, and that's what I think really quick. That's what it comes down to. It's not just this one incident. Um, it, it just shows the problem on a much larger scale. They got fined. This is a rule. They got fined. And, and by the way, they got fined $500,000, but it was originally set at $1 million. The Liberty had to compromise with the league in order to bring it down or are we, are we serious yeah. to $500,000? I think it just shows the, the, like who the fuck is in the room making these decisions, right? Obviously it's not an ex player and obviously you don't want the best product out there, right? If you have, think about for instance, Liz Cambridge, who's six, nine, six, nine. you got Liz. Six, eight, six, two, thirty five. Six, just, eight. Just had her press conference. Oh, okay. That's yep. She's yeah, six, yeah, eight. Yeah. And you got her sitting in coach on spirit airlines. Cause you're trying to save a hundred dollars. And, and then and all of a sudden her, to, now her to, knees don't take fit. What, huh? Yeah. She has to and spend it, her own money to upgrade to first class. Stop it. And then you're like, well, why, you know, they're doing the best that they can. If you want to put the best product out there, right? You have to treat your, your, your players with the utmost of everything. Everything that they need should be provided for them so that when they go play, all they have to worry about is play. They don't have to play a game, hurry up and ice, and then try to catch the Southwest flight to feet to Vegas. Like, come on, man. Okay, can I can I say this? Can I say the thing really quickly? Can I say the thing really quickly? That's just like this is my message to the WNBA in the NBA. You're gonna fucking lose this battle. You're gonna lose this battle. You are what you're doing right now. Just because and look, and I say this respectfully. Just because 20, 30 people can get into a room and say, "Hey, this is what we're going to do," and these are the penalties and blah blah blah, you're going to lose. You're going to lose. And it, like, this is not right. You need to figure out a way to get this done or to figure out a way to compromise. But to just say that this is what we're going to do, we're going to push this back. And there was, I think Joe Sai figured out a way to have more teams or increase the private opportunities like for planes for the team. You're going to lose this. You're getting fucking destroyed publicly and it's not going to stop. The U.S. women's national team just won a lawsuit, just won a lawsuit. And you don't think that these women are going to, and, and it's like, well, this is about money and I get it. Like the margins are different in the WNBA. I'm not saying it's not, but you're going to lose this. 
You're going to lose it. I don't know how long it's going to take. Ask the NCAA. The minute you start prioritizing your profits over the well-being of your players, you're going to lose. It might take a while, but you're going to lose. So, you know, how do you not want to invest in in anybody? If you're a businessman, you're not going to skimp. You're going to provide the best opportunity and invest in your players. And the New York Liberty, he saw the owner saw what was going on. Hey, we can't do this. Especially out of New York, you wouldn't make any flight. Like, were you going to Newark and flying, you know, Delta? Come on, man. Like, take care of your players. They deserve it. They're putting a great product out there. From where it was 10 years ago to where it is now to where it should be in two, three years should make should make ripples throughout throughout the world. And not because you guys are skimping on a hundred grand to get girls a, a flight for a year. I um the other thing that's so um, crazy to me too is like, and I've read a lot of stuff in it. For instance, I read over last summer, Sue Bird's comments um, regarding sometimes when it comes to showing or saying um, that you um, are able to charter, right? It, it's a reflection or a result of financial success because look, she was straight up. We get it. It costs a lot of money to fly charter, right? And so it's not like you have individuals, faces of your leagues, women that have been a part of this league for so long, um, who have sacrificed in the off season to go play and continue to play because um, the means or the um, the finances, when it all comes down to it, does not show an adequate amount of money that they deserve, right? My thing is, is like, when has that ever been a question as to whether or not it's worth it for women? Like when, why is that even part of the discussion in terms of putting your product, women that work their asses off day in and day out Have children, to put people families, in seats? All, like, oh, that's a whole ah, here nother. Here we go. Yeah. Get I mean, get but this is something that is making headlines. It is a, a scandal, uh, which is a part of a... a um, a headline in Sports Illustrated today regarding this, and rightfully so, but that shouldn't even be a question. It shouldn't even be part of it. No. And that's where the real question lies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why, like, this has been bothering me. Like, I'm, as soon as I'm done with this, I'm getting on social media and fucking roasting everybody, right? Just because it's <laughs> By just... By the way, what? The, the CBA is not up until 2027. So they can contract. Oh, they're going to, they're going to get roasted. They're going to like, like guys, first of all, Nike had to reevaluate what they were doing, penalizing some of their contracted athletes. If they got pregnant guys, just, you gotta wake up. You gotta, (laughs) and just play, Oh, you gotta wake up. It's just like literally the U S women's national team just won the lawsuit. They just won it. Like what a week ago. 10 days ago, they just, you know, like it was, that, it was like ago, 15 million. It was, it was like, a, that's Sunday. what I'm saying. It was just a little bit ago. Yeah. Like the writing's on the wall and I'm not, I understand and make a compromise. Be like for, if it's LA to New York, we'll charter that flight or we'll, char- you know what I'm saying? Like you got to come up with something and just say like, we'll bring this up. And it's like, maybe each team is allowed five charters a year. And then after that, but you got to come up with something versus saying, no, we're going back to spirit airlines. We're going back to whatever it is and blah, blah, blah. Like, that no offense, me, spirit. By the way, We're no, just, no, this, no. But this is a conversation that should not be. There are other things that need to be taken care of, and this should not be your headline. No. This should be an automatic. Oh, they're going to get roasted. And what's the sad thing is, is that the owners they 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 are going to hide. 
They're going to hide behind the commissioner. They're going to keep roasting. They're going to keep getting killed. Joe Sy, shout out to my guy, Joe Sy. Shout out to the Brooklyn Nets. Shout out to the OG for taking care of people, for taking care of people and making sure that your product and, and that the future is moving forward. Because ultimately, these women are going to be flying soon. I don't know if it's this year, next year, whatever it is, but it's coming and it's, and it's long deserved. So we can get back to the original programming now. No, no, no. That is the programming. Um, with that said, Channing, you know, you have daughters and I know the both of you work alongside women in the WNBA. I know that you guys are for, um, equal equality, et cetera. Um, but I don't think you could be more proud of the the current women who are in the league right now fighting for it. Um, especially for the, the young girls that come after, like it's, it's a statement beyond and it is the program. This episode of Road Trippin' is sponsored by our friends at BetterHelp Online Therapy. Relationships take work, especially the most important one you can have in your life, your relationship with yourself. A lot of us will drop anything to go help someone we care about. We'll go out of our way to treat other people well, but how often do we give ourselves the same treatment? This month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you that you matter just as much as everyone else does. And therapy is a great way to make sure you show up for yourself. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. Get started today, support the road trip and crew, and enjoy 10% off your first month of services by visiting betterhelp.com slash roadtrippin. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash roadtrippin. With that said, we can get back to the NBA, if you will. Um, all right, we're going on the shot clock, 24 seconds. DeAndre Jordan um, removed, removed, rumored. Um, he has been waived by the Lakers. Congratulations. After that pass. I tweeted, I took, after that pass, too high, too hey, high. Too high, dude, I was dying. After that pass, I know, hey, somebody had his bags zipped. We talking about? Do we talking about? He threw that pass to get the hell out of there. Dude. You guys can both have twenty four seconds on this one. Okay, go ahead. Rumored to be heading to Philadelphia. Channing, go. You like this move? That don't do shit. It does. It, does. it doesn't. Because does. have you seen him play lately? No offense, he's I, not I, very good. But you, but you need a backup to Joel Embiid. And I know Drummond was a great backup. Drummond was really, really good for them. And like, I understand. DeAndre is at the end of his career. He's had an amazing career. Like he is. Like he's, he's had like a great career. Like a amazing great career. career. And I think right now as a backup to Joel Embiid, that just gives you another that because you don't want to be playing Joel Embiid. And he's still a role threat. He's still a pick and roll guy. So, like to me, to be able to, you don't want to be, you talked about depth. That just gives them a little bit of depth. Now, is he who he was? No. But can he still do like some serviceable things if you need Joel Embiid to play 33 minutes instead of like 39 minutes? Those things okay, add up. Okay. And you know he, it. Okay, he's yeah, a, yeah. okay. He's a six to 12 minute guy. Yeah, that's fine. Because he was, he was not playing he was for the fulfilling, Lakers. He was fulfilling for the first 17 of the 23 games he played in LA. Um, that six minute starter role, like you were, you were talking yep. about, guys. Get out there, can, start, do some things, and sit the fuck down. <laughs> All right, so we're going to introduce Mailbag, introing um, our line back to viewers. Call, leave us messages, text messages moving forward. We will be answering them and obviously shouting you guys out socially. 657-5-CALL-RT is the line. This one has to do with John Morant. 
Obviously, you guys probably watched him last night. Drops a record 52. Um, had that massive dunk, of course, on Jakob Pertl. Poor Pertl. Um, Poor Pertl. 46 on Saturday he had against the Bulls. Are the Grizzlies contenders? Are they legit? They're contenders in the We West. will talk about, hang on really quick. We will talk about job personally next. So from a team standpoint, are they contenders, Richard? In the West, they are contenders because, and let me tell you why, Chris Paul hurt right now. So you don't know what's going to happen with Phoenix. And I know they're going to be fine. They're fine. But look, they, they haven't played great. When you look and let's go down the West really quickly. Then you go. Golden State. Uh, Golden State. No, no Draymond yet. And they've been struggling. Just blew a 25 lead in. But look, and I think they're going to get there. But if we're talking about today right now, there's uncertainty for some guys that'll be back. Then you get to like the Utah and... Dallas and uh, Denver and and I don't mean that those teams aren't good before the fans start going crazy. I don't mean that those teams go aren't crazy good, on but his like, ass. But, but no, but I'm saying though, like if you say right now Memphis versus Dallas, Memphis, I think Memphis. If you say Memphis versus Denver, I say Memphis. You say Memphis versus Utah, I say Memphis. So if we're talking about those three, we're gonna say Memphis. Then the uncertainty from the Phoenix and and Golden State means that there's a window for them to sneak in and possibly beat one of those teams, and it could be in the conference finals depending on where everybody falls. So yes. They are contenders in the West. Do I think they have enough to win a championship? No. I agree with Richard, shockingly. And I think one thing we're not taking into consideration is uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. is extremely healthy and up for defensive player of the year. He's and good. Dylan Brooks, who is equally a good defender, has been hurt most of the year. And if he could get back gooder, healthy. Did you say a gooder defender? Did you say a gooder defender? Is that what you just said? You did. It's okay. It's okay to smile. It's okay to smile. Wait, did he like say that naturally? He said a gooder defender. Yeah, I my bad. Like you meant that? That was true. Shut up, Allie. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Ooh, wow. I'm just kidding. I don't think I I ever heard a shut up. Oh yeah, Allie. I forgot. Richard, you told me to shut up every day. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's true. It's just because you're yelling at me because I made a mistake. So I'm like, Allie, I know. Shut up. Wow. I know. Continue. Um, Continue. Yeah, I just think defensively they're good. Uh, They have a lot more playmakers than what they did. I think like getting slow mo. Jaron Jackson Jr. back. Even Stephen Stephen Adams is a really good passer for what he does and his physicality. Like gooder passer. Is he a gooder passer? He's a gooder passer than Valanciunas. (laughs) <laughs> but like uh, he, I like that. And they could go small this year more than what they could last year. And physically, I think they're going to be better to match up with Golden State and Phoenix because Steven Adams can play DeAndre Aiden one-on-one and they can go small with Jaron Jackson Jr. at the five and play a all, you know, an attack downhill lineup. Okay. So you, you do think that they're contenders. And, uh, I think they have a a good a chance, a good as a chance <laughs> as Phoenix and Golden State. I, I think there are a lot of questions they're, they're about Phoenix's no, health and Golden State's health. Yeah. Okay. So let's take it to then the center of it all uh, with John ja Morant. And I sent you guys this earlier, but just to make sure those who are listening understand the context in which you guys are about to um, go in on, Rick Buecher, on Undisputed um, today, I saw this and kind of wondered whether or not John Maria is the next face of the NBA. His comment was, he has a better chance than Steph Curry, who never became the face of the league. Jaw has a dyna- dynamic aspect 
to his game. And that's why I believe he has a chance to be something Steph Curry was not. Now, I love Rick. Rick's my guy. I know you do. That's why I wanted to talk. I like Rick. Rick, me and Rick are on texting bases. Like that by my guy will text me. We'll say what's up. That's my guy. He's been very supportive of my broadcast career, even my basketball career. I love Rick. Now, we all say some silly shit. One, we all say some silly shit. One, Steph Curry is the face of the league. It's Braun, it's Steph. And now it's starting to be young. And then I and and then I think it's then I think you get to the next tier of Kevin Durant, Giannis, like those guys, right? Like the ratings say this. The ratings say that when Steph Curry plays basketball, everyone watches. Jersey sales, ticket sales, Steph Curry, LeBron. LeBron's number one, Steph's number two, and then it it starts to kind of mismatch with the guys down there with Giannis KD. Now this is the thing. No one gets to decide who is the face of the league. No one does. The people decide that. Your greatness can. Like Giannis won two MVPs, won a championship. He's still not the face of the league. So it's like even your greatness, even winning a championship, being defensive player of the year, putting yourself in elite category. And Giannis has an amazing personality. He's lovable. He's brothers, his backstory, all that stuff. Still not the face of the league. No one gets to choose that but the people. I'll go back to Kobe starting in an all-star game in like his second year in the league. Was he one of those guys? No, but the fans loved him. There was something about Kobe and they'd be like, oh, well, he came out of high school. So did Kevin Garnett. He didn't get the same type of fanfare. Like people just decide who it is. And so I will never say he's going to be the face of the league or he has a chance to be the face of the league. No, none of us fucking know. The people choose that. They always have. And they always will. So like for us to try and crown, it doesn't mean how many games he plays on national television. It doesn't mean if Nike gives him a shoe. doesn't matter any of those things. The people decide. So sometimes you have to sit back and wait to see what the people are going to decide to see if he's going to be the face. Honestly, like his numbers are great, but like him and LaMelo Ball, like LaMelo, like like think about his following. LaMelo Ball had like 3 million followers before he even showed up and played a game. Right. Like because he has a fan, he has a, a fan base that's nuts. And so I does he have a chance to be he has a chance to be a part of the group. Am I going to say that he has a chance to be the face of the league? That's not up for us to say or decide. That'll be the people. But Steph is up there. Fuck yeah. It's Steph all, and Bron. Let's just. It's, it's, let's for, it's, Bron, guys. it's Bron and Steph. It's Bron and Steph. Yes. Dude, it. It. You know, we joke around about how we don't like Golden State, but give credit where credit is due. That little guy changed the face of basketball. He changed how basketball is played, right? Everyone under six foot two realized they can be a dominant force in the NBA if they have, obviously, God's gift of shooting, but if they have elite skills. Steph has elite skills. He's not the fastest. He's not the strongest. But he's elite smart. He has elite conditioning because he moves around like a goddamn fucking gazelle. And he shoots the piss out of that thing better than anyone else. The point I'm trying to make is, is that like, you, I think we forget if Luca, Luca is the guy that everyone wants to see. If Luca came into the season in shape, he has a chance to be MVP every single year. Everyone loves Luca. They associate him with Larry Bird. He's unstoppable. He's won overseas. He is an international superstar without being an international superstar, right? Like if Braun or Steph took a step down, Luca's the next, realistically, the next one in line. Well, well, and this is the last thing I'll say to, to add to my point about we don't decide. 
people need to understand that basketball is different. And this is where basketball is different than any other American sport. The best players in the basketball, the, the, the number one, the face of the NBA is transcendent of the NBA. He is the, the, whoever is number one and the face is more of a rock star than he is a basketball player. He's more magic Johnson, rock star, yeah. Larry bird, rock star, Michael Shannon Jordan, rock star. rock star, shut the fuck up. Kobe Bryant, rock star, Shaquille O'Neal, rock star, like LeBron James, rock star, Steph Curry. These guys are not, it's not normal. They, they like people that don't know basketball, know Steph Curry, people that never watched a basketball game, know magic Johnson or Larry bird. Like right now, the people that watch basketball love Ja. It's the people that don't watch basketball are the people that will turn someone into the face of the league. And that's the part that people completely mistake and completely like bad. The best way, like football is not like that. You can say that about Tom Brady. You can say that like he is, he has reached that level where even if you don't know, you know the name Tom Brady, but who is it in baseball? Who is it in baseball? Who is it in, who is it in MLS? Shohei Otani? Oh, uh, yeah. no. Shohei Otani? Yeah, but, no, but, no, but, no, no. Because baseball does not promote their players at all, which is a problem for me. And I no, like it's baseball. Great. It's great. It's great for us. It's great for us. Let's keep it there. But then even, <laughs> even if you look at football, football let's take Tom Brady Did you out say football? Who is it then? But who is, it, who is it after Tom Brady? Who is it after Tom Brady? That it's you're Odell just like, Beckham. But you know, but you could it's say Odell. Like Everyone that. Say, knows Odell. You can say Russell Aaron Wilson, Donald. Aaron Donald. Like, but that's what I'm saying. Like these guys the are last these guys are, the quarterback. These guys are, the quarterback. Matt exactly, Stafford. Exactly. Exactly. No one's saying that. I forgot about I had a brain fart. No. It, yeah. No one's. No. You didn't have a brain <laughs> fart. You're just every normal American. You're just every <laughs> normal Harvard? American. You know. So the Joe it, Montanius. Oh my God. You're, you're okay. trying really hard to make this joke land. It's struggling. So bro. you guys made your point. You guys made your point. <laughs> look at it, it grumpy. Our final topic. Okay. Well, a topic and a half. The last one's for fun. Final topic, the Lakers. Um, Richard, you had a chance to call the last two Laker games. Um, from that seat, <laughs> what, what, what is your, what's your takeaway on the Lakers right now? With the latest being, obviously, they have waived DeAndre Jordan. Um, they signed DJ Augustine and they signed Winyan Gabriel. Look, they're one of eight teams, as we know, that stayed pat at the trade deadline. Uh, they wanted to try the buyout market approach. Um, and, and here we are. So with that said, Richard. It's sad. It's sad from a standpoint. No, and I like we. I, I look. I know. Like I'm being serious here. It was hard for me to. It was hard for me to watch that game from a standpoint of like some of the greatest players of all time are struggling to figure it out. And this is where they're being professional. And this is where this is what happened. Let me tell everybody. This is what's going on right now in LA. This is any like. This is what's going on. You have a bunch of guys that are super talented that are super frustrated, but they're trying to not let it show. They're trying to not let it show. So what they're trying to do is they're numbing themselves. And the minute you numb the, yourselves to the criticism and what's going on, all of a sudden you're not engaged. You're just going through the motions. Because if they do start getting passionate about it and they do, do start getting locked in and focused and fiery, then they're going to they're gonna chop each other's heads off because they're so frustrated. So everyone on that court, top to bottom, is borderline numb. It looks like they're just being numb and they're going through the motions because if they don't, they're going to attack each other because it's so fucking sad and it's so like 
it's so disappointing. And they're disappointed. Like these are the greatest players of generations, right? Russell, Carmelo, LeBron, Dwight Howard. Like these guys are next level, once in a lifetime type talent. And they're trying to keep it together. And because they can't, just like anybody that's been through any type of fucking really tough situation, your job is just to try and numb yourself to get through it. But the minute you numb yourself to get through it, you end up with 16 turnovers in the first half because you're not engaged. You're down by 30 to the Pelicans. You're just there. Even like some of the- The like, Pelicans when, are good. Uh, no, no, they're not. When they, when they, when, when Malik Monk got that, got that big steal and I was like going crazy on the broadcast, no one on their bench said a word. And I know I talked about it on TikTok, but no one said a word. They just were just like, oh, good play. They're not locked in. They don't like, I'm not saying that they don't want to be there, but right now every second is challenging their professionalism to not like go at each other and the coaches and the fans. And so they just have to numb themselves. And then this is the performances you get when you get a bunch of numb players. Channing. I just think, you know, I agree, you know, what you're saying, which is weird. I've done this three times. It's like three times. And what the hell? I know. But like for me, be gooder, be gooder. They like be gooder. For me, it's like they go to the practice and they're like, well, you ain't changing. You ain't changing. You ain't changing. And nobody's they have no hope. Right. They have no hope. Right. And when you don't have hope or you are like, well, no matter what I do. I think he's going to mess up or I, I can't play with him. That's not a way to play, right? So, again, it is numbing, but it's like, no matter, Braun's like, no matter what I do, we're not going to win and we're still going to get roasted, right? And Russ obviously is like in a weird space where he's like, can't, he can't punch the wall anymore, right? And then AD's injury, b- bad injury. And then Dwight is like, well, if I don't have a natural role, what am I doing? Right. You're asking me to be 2010 Dwight or it's 2022. That ain't happening. And then Melo's like, well, I'm just going to catch the ball and shoot it every time, which is fine. But like they need people to be more than themselves and they can't right now. And adding Wendon Gabriel as a good young guy, maybe he brings in fresh energy and DJ Augustine. I mean, he's not going to play. He's not going to play. But at least you're getting fresh people in there. You gotta yeah, start. Yeah, they need fresh blood to drain. That's what yeah. they need. Like Dracula <laughs> needs a new victim. That's but it's all gross their- watching them because they always like, even when they make mistakes, they don't even like talk to each other anymore. Like if somebody throws it out of bounds, they just go to the other end. You're just like, damn. I would. I would almost prefer if they cussed everyone out. I would almost prefer. What did? What is the challenge? Just because I know you guys were veterans on, on teams, and especially for you. Richard and winning that championship a season before two seasons before you retired. So like at that stage of your career, but for both of you, like what is the challenge when the connection isn't there to remaining professional, to remaining locked in? It's impossible. Making the playoffs. Like how hard it. No, it's no, it's I'm saying it's impossible. And that's, and that's why it was so sad. It's so sad because like, okay, let me, let me reverse as we're not giving the Lakers a death sentence, LeBron and AD, we're not doing that. The Warriors two years ago were getting blown out and had the number two pick. And for the last two seasons, they've been trashed since Kevin Durant left. They had injuries to Clay. They were just banged up. Yeah, they they almost made the postseason last year, but like they were trash. They let's just say it. And I think they would say it. And then they retooled their team, Toscano Anderson, Gary Payton the second. They like filled out their roster. They retooled and they did it. That's what the Lakers are going to have to do. But right now they just have to go through this. There's 
nothing that like they're not done. The Lakers can be contenders again next year. They can be contenders for the next two to three Richard, years. Stop. But, but, you, but first, how? okay, okay. So how the fuck did the Warriors and how the fuck did the Warriors get to where the fuck they are right now? Explain the that. Warriors Explain that. Have where, where did they go? Steph, they have Clay. They have Draymond. Steph got hurt. Draymond got hurt. Right? Clay got hurt. Anthony Clay Davis has been hurt years. the whole season. They had their draft picks. They drafted James Wiseman, who's a stud. Who they hasn't played at all this year. Who's a stud. Who, the Lakers don't have picks and they don't have when any I, room. I, who's taking, for, but what, who's taking Russell's saying, contract? What, who's taking what, Dwight what, Howard's? Are you going to trade Braun? What I'm saying is this. What I'm saying is this, Channing. They can retool their team, right? They can retool their team. Like contenders mean that they're they they can get themselves back into like the top five in the Western Conference. They have two of the best players in the world right now. Currently, they got Malik Monk. They have pieces. They just didn't like what was available. They will actually next this summer, if I'm correct, they will actually have a pick to trade. Am I correct, Ali? They have a 2027 pick that you can can trade. So I'm not, but I'm just saying this based off of this is that you can refill your roster because right now it's less about talent and it's more about fit and it's more about connection in the group that they have. So that's not meshing. So what I'm saying is that when you're starting any situation with LeBron and AD, I'm sorry, bro. Like you put yourself in a position, like you got 50% of the shit taken care of. The other 50% is just fucking oil and water. Okay, Richard, what I'm going to say, sorry, Allie is this, you're saying a big what if, a 38-year-old LeBron, a extremely injury-prone AD, and you have no cap room to go, and who wants right now, if you are looking at the Lakers from outside, the NBA, who's going, oh, I want to play there? The Lakers, even with AD and LeBron, they're not better than the Suns or the Golden State Warriors. But people, but they're, but you know what? We know the vanity of motherfuckers. They want to go play in LA. Is Carmelo going to come back? Yes. Right. If he gets an opportunity on a minimum contract, he'll be back there. So you just like, look, is Russ the ultimate problem? Like, I'm not going to sit here and blame one individual. No, but the Lakers, if you're going to tell me that if the Lakers, like, I, I think they need to move Russ this summer. I think they're going to try and move Russ this summer. So if they move Russ this summer and then they can retool and figure out a way to add some talent, you still have two of the top 10 players in the fucking league. So don't tell me that, like, all of a sudden, like, next year their ceiling is six. Now, do they need to be healthy? Yes. Does LeBron need to play well? Yes. Do they need to get some better pieces that fit? Yes. But fucking compare them to any team that's, that that's seven and below. Do they have the best chance of any team in the league currently that's seven and below to push themselves to a top four next year? Do they have the best chance of everyone? No. Because that's what's Richard. Who has a better Braun chance? Who's, be just tell, then tell me who's a motherfucker. He's averaging 29 this year. Let's say and we drop awful. it to 25. They're no, awful. but I'm talking about their team is fucking terrible. I know. I'm saying you're asking him to do the unspeakable again. This was a gift and it's being so 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 so, the, so you're saying the Lakers should think, trade Braun and AD? One, that would no, you, that what you want to like watching what are you getting back for Russell, you think? What do you think you're getting back for Russell? Hang on, hang on, hang on. The one thing I will say is like you're putting a lot of stock though, Channing, in like counting on LeBron. I don't think watching LeBron, should we have to see LeBron at this for the next seven years? No. But I don't think LeBron within performing the way he has consistently this season has showed that he's like on his last leg. Right. Yeah, motherfucker like, had it's 25 not like you points can't in a row expect. for fucking 24 straight games. 
on 55 yes. fucking percent shooting. So like, like, dude, he raised his level when Anthony Davis was out. My, my only point is this. I understand your point, Channing. It is not like right now. But to say that the Warriors, like, well, the, look, they went and found a Toscano Anderson. They went and found guys that fit better with Steph and Clay. that, you right. know, Jordan Poole. You know what I'm saying? They, that, you know, da, uh, Damian Lee. They went and found guys. And it might take a while. But ultimately, I still believe that Two to th they have a window of two to three years with LeBron, right? A window of two to three years. Maybe he won't be, he'll average 22 in the final year. But to say 29 and he drops it to 25, even if there's a, a decrease, they just need increases other places. I think what's different and what Channing is basically saying is that you can't expect LeBron to continue to do this if you don't put the right pieces around Agreed. him. Agreed. With that said, we're going to end on this. Just please make it make sense. Will you just explain what the hell is going on? Um, because a lot of people want to know. We got a lot of questions about it. Um, we've got voicemails about it. People want to know if you guys are really in a show on the History Channel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shout out to our guy. Shout out to our guy, Doug Sanders. He, Wait, he, you're really on the show? Yeah, we're hosting yeah, the show. Me and, me and Channing, we got our fucking own thing on the History Channel, man. So come on. Come on, the food. First of all, that, the, why the food, they would put you guys food. as the face because of the history? Because because the, I don't know. Because they're full. First of all, how many emails and videos did you get? That's fucking why. <laughs> Look at that. The I food, lied about all of it, but it, it was a great matter. tease the and food, got the best out of you, the huh? Food, the food that built America. Oh, I've okay, gotten, so I've gotten multiple texts. Tim Duncan texts me. He's like, really, bitch? Are you really on the fucking, <laughs> like, he's like, that's literally his Can text. we get Tim on here, please? Oh, fucking Tim hates me. We're going to have to, I'm going to show up at his house, knock on the fucking door. Okay, wait, can you explain it though? Are you guys really on the show? Yes. Or yeah. was that just a no, one-off? We, no, it's, it's a really cool, what, what the History Channel did is there was a really cool thing in like explaining to people about like, you know, the inventor of Taco Bell, the inventor of this, and you do it in a fun, playful way. And is there a more fun, playful fucking team than this three right here? So like, yeah, that's what we did. It's fucking awesome. Go fucking check it out because we want to do it again next year because the check was nice, motherfucker. Oh my God. The History All Channel, right. email the History Channel or write them a letter. Yeah, at them. <laughs> email the History Channel. Yeah, email the History again. Channel. Okay. I got, I got no, run, don't get off. We're not done know, yet. 6575, call RT. But that is another edition of Road Trip. Love you guys. No, no, don't go off yet. You got to let it up. I know. I'm not leaving, <laughs> bitch. I'm just saying we got to go. 